What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Making the Turn, the premier green industry podcast that highlights professionals across many areas, including golf course management, sports turf, sales, business, education, landscaping, and more. Making the Turn is hosted by me, BJ Parker. I've spent nearly 25 years in the green industry, mostly as a golf course superintendent, and now I want to bring the knowledge and insight from myself and the many people I've met and continue to meet along the way. Making the Turn will provide valuable content for those looking to learn from others, gain useful tips and tricks, and be better in their daily lives. You can find Making the Turn on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please be sure to rate, review, share, and subscribe. It helps keep the podcast growing and getting better. Thanks for listening, and welcome to another episode of the Making the Turn podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Making the Turn podcast. I'm your host, BJ Parker, and I appreciate you joining me. And I am at Old Hickory Country Club. I think it's a Friday afternoon with my buddy, my friend, the guy who was, what, what were you, episode number two, I think? Two or three. Two yeah, or three. It was, it was fun. Welcome back. My man, Dan Johnson. How you doing, brother? Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Glad to be back for a second time around. So you feel a little bit better about this one than the last one? Yeah, I was I was a little nervous. Yeah. And it was, you know, yeah. you get a little more comfortable as time goes on. But it, I tell you what, it's been a crazy year. Yep. We got a ton of stuff to talk about. It's it's, you just um, want to get right into it, or you want to talk about our day that we had? No, well, let's, I want to talk about this golf round. A little let's bit. talk about the day we tied eighty ones. It, you know, not the you best. You didn't have to say the score, but uh, man, we are we are truly blessed to be in this yep. like just awesome, awesome industry right now. Where our industry's thriving, uh, you know, superintendents around here doing great things. I mean, we got such a good support group. Between the University of Tennessee, our our sales reps around here, our our fellow superintendents, like people are killing it right now. Yep. And well, golf, nobody's killing it more than you, dude, man. You're. You, I'll say this uh, around the uh, around this golf course today, and I've known you for a long time now. The golf course is fantastic, brother, and uh, kudos to you, your team, the people that uh, you've got working for you. They deserve a lot of credit. I know you can't do it all on your own, but uh, some of the best greens I've played, uh, fantastic all the way around. Appreciate the hospitality, and, uh, man, just keep up the great work because I know as superintendents we don't necessarily get the praise that we want, but this what this platform's about is – is um, I'll just check your – you lost it. Just mess with I got that it. a little bit. I got yep. it. You got to mess with that. So I'm just telling you, brother. It's just one of the it's one of the gems of our of our state, and you're doing a heck of a job. And be sure to tell your guys they're doing a great job. I know you do on a daily basis, but man, keep doing the work, man. It's it's awesome. It's fantastic. Well, I appreciate it. It's been a jacked up year, but um, can't can't thank my team enough. Stay on that uh, mic, brother. I, I need you close to it. <laughs> can't thank them enough, and I I do really appreciate being in the golf business in general right yep. now because you literally have an industry where you can quote unquote and I'm I'm doing quotation fingers here you can yep. stay safe you can do this job and employ your people 
and provide a service for people to enjoy life in an era that's, okay, maybe not everything's quote-unquote safe. I don't know. Yeah. And we, you just have an opportunity to give so much to so many people, and you, you have an opportunity to give your guys a livelihood. Like, people are losing their jobs. Well, we're in an industry where we can give our employees an environment that's conducive to staying safe or, or whatever you want to call it, whatever yeah. you believe. If you think it's BS, cool. If you don't think it's BS and you want it, like, 100% all in, you know, uh, listen, the coronavirus is, it, it's a thing. It's, it's, it's a very serious thing to a certain number of select people. Yeah. But we can provide our employees an environment where, hey, they can make money, they can stay quote unquote safe and, you know, keep on living life. Yeah. And I think, I think if you do anything less than that, then you're taken away from your employees. Like, you've got to give... Hey, w- you can't not work as a human being. Like, sure. we've got to work to to stay alive. And... Um, well, what's your feelings on how golf has sort of been the outlet for this pandemic and some of... Because you and I both work in it, and we've seen it. I mean, I haven't slowed down a bit. I've seen golf sort of flourish. It's been an outlet for people. Right. How has your club done? How how have you? What are your thoughts on sort of how things have sort of given people an opportunity to get out, be around people that they can't necessarily go to a movie, go watch a ball game, right. all those kind of things. Talk about that a little bit. So my club is a little bit unique in the in terms of our owners own a lot of music related. You venue. can talk about them if you can. So. We, we, we're doing about 150 to 170 rounds a day. We used to average 80 to 90 rounds a day. So yeah. that, that's big time for right. us. Like, I know there's clubs in town doing way more. But for us, that, that, that is a big deal. Now, we have a lot of songwriters. We have a lot of musicians. Um, and it's been an outlet for them because they're – and actually, they're all still really – hardcore songwriting and stuff. Yeah. Like you wouldn't, you'd think they're just playing out of work cause no one's touring or anything, but they come out here and play golf every day of the week. We're doing 150, 170 rounds a, a day. And I think it's great, man. Utilize, utilize the club. I mean, there I've, I've not had a problem with how much golf we're doing since day one of the pandemic. Yep. So let's back up a little bit. The last time you were on, which was, Damn near two years ago, it believe it or not. Probably was because my daughter was probably a half a year old. Yeah. So you so and she's two and a half now next week. Yeah. So you were the second episode in the last part of January of two thousand nineteen, right? Yeah, and I I dropped an F bomb and and yeah. the S H I T and and you know all on the same. But I'm gonna try to do better. Well, that's fine. But um, so. What's what's changed at Old Hickory since then? Because we talked about some things that were coming up, but you know, there's a lot that's happened since then. So, kind of update everybody on because you're you're not the first repeat guest I've had, but you are the first repeat superintendent that I've had. So, okay. So, talk a little bit about where you're at now. Well, we're we're rocking and rolling. 
like a lot of other clubs, we've mm. put some stuff back that we were supposed to do this year. We were, we were going to regrass and regrade our green surrounds this year. It yep. it didn't happen, but it it's going to happen. It just hey, listen, this year's been tough for everybody, so we're just uh you know, we're going to punt and and look forward to doing it next year. Um, got you on picture. You know, we got got some other stuff. So we're we're going to play with some different grasses on greens and stuff in the next coming years. Uh going to play with some zoysia grass. I've been talking with Jim Brosnan and Brandon Horvath at the University of Tennessee and 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 some other people with with some sod farms and uh you know, I'm intrigued. I think I think Middle Tennessee being in this transition zone, we got we got an opportunity to do some really cool stuff here and you know, you can't grow warm season grass well year round. You can't grow cool season grass year round, but you know, maybe this 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 might be the wave of the future. And hey, if it's a flop, at least it's just a test green here or there. Sure. But you know, I want to go all in on it and uh, and see where we land. And um, you know, other stuff going on at the club. We're we're expanding the clubhouse like crazy. This this place is it's gorgeous. I tell you what, I I came here eight and a half years ago. It this club always had the members were just. They're real people. It's 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 a fantastic like you feel like you're part of a family out here and it's it's a good dynamic. Um but we never really had the resources to back it up. Well, we're backing it up now and it's uh there's really some nice all ages. There's there's twenty year olds, there's thirty year olds, there's you know, all the way up to 70, 80 year olds. Like there's yep. all different levels of people in all different stages of their life that are coming out to join this club. And we're offering really good things to them. We're, you know, the music business is what my, my owners, that's what they do. And we're bringing in the talent. We're, we're, you know, we, we're putting out better, better food on a daily basis. We're, we're putting out better music on a daily basis, and we're trying to do the things to bring in, you know, people from all different age groups to yeah. to really enjoy this place. So, I'm I'm stoked. It, it's been a it's been a bad year for everybody, and I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. Like, you know, it 2020 is terrible. Is that am I am I right? Like, yeah, there's it's n- been, there's it's nothing been rough. Good. Yeah, but in the golf business, there's more positives than negatives. Yeah, and I can't stand following some superintendents on Twitter focusing on the negatives. Yeah, I've hit the delete button in the last week alone. I've done it twice. Why do you think that people want to focus on the negative in a, in in an area I, where we need to be positive? I I literally think we're in an industry where you can keep your guys employed. And keep them okay. If the coronavirus is as serious as everyone says it is, we can keep our employees relatively in a safe environment, and we can provide them income and stability, yep. and and something to wake up for every morning to work towards. Why why are there guys in our industry trying to take that away from people? I I don't know. So you I've think had that's to really, hit, you think that's really happening, or do you just think it's people I think just it's, trying to. I think bait, it's a I, get, yeah, I think it's a handful of guys in our yep. industry, but 
I've had to hit the delete button twice this week. I've actually, and I know you're pretty active on social media. I'm not. I've tried. I've had to delete tweets twice this week, and I've, I've, I've still to this day never sent one out. But it's just kind you're of the tweet, one. You're tweetless, but Twitter verse, right? Well, I'll, I'll <laughs> like, I'll like tweet like stuff we're doing from time to time, but I won't ever like contest anybody's ideals or. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I don't want to go. That's down. tough in this. That's tough in this arena when you've got everything so politicized. Plus, everybody's so opinionated these days. Right. So it it's tough. Yeah. I I love. I tell you what, Middle Tennessee's awesome. Like I got I got friends like you. I got I got a core group of guys. We're we're tight. Everybody. I mean, I we couldn't have a better local industry in middle Tennessee, but, but all in all, and I will say, let me give some props to GCSAA because I was, I was down on GCSAA for a little bit. GCSAA has done a great job through the pandemic of, of really like making sure that golf was okay and that it was, safe and that you know giving superintendents the resources to say hey you you have an opportunity to keep your guys quote unquote safe and you know keep your club successful during a tough time which i haven't i haven't seen that year in and year out at it out of gcsaa i think gcsaa has handled it fantastic yeah and I might take some backlash from it. I might get a phone call because of this comment. But but I I do think I want. Why do you think you get a phone call? Why would why would no, you think that? I I just I want I want them to know at headquarters that I personally, which my comments don't matter in the grand scheme of things or life or whatnot. But I I do personally believe that they. They had everyone's best interest in mind. They did everything they could do to keep golf open. They kept they kept it open. There were hey, there's some states up there not as like we're in Tennessee. Yeah, there's not every state across the country is not don't believe what the state of Tennessee believes sure. or any other state across the nation. They really did a good job. Yeah. And so I I've not always been a hundred percent behind what our association does. I'm a hundred percent behind what they did for the pandemic. Yeah. I think they did a good job. I know we got some local ties. You know, Shalia's always been fantastic. Shout out. Yeah. Uh Ron's always been fantastic. And yeah. uh so, you know, we'll We'll keep moving forward, and I th- I think they did our our industry a, a really great service. So what, what I hate, or what are some of the things that I've thought about, and I've had conversations with Dr. Brosnan and others, is is where does the where does the role of the meeting slash seminar slash continuing education come into play? Uh, you know, we're all almost everybody that I know of is going to a virtual. Or canceling their conferences this year. Yeah, Carolinas, you know. GCSAA in Vegas, yeah. Murfreesboro, Middle Tennessee. I, I mean, mean we got nothing. Yeah, you know, and so in our in in basically our 
our st- our meetings aren't well attended. Let's just be honest. They're not well attended to begin with. They're not fully supported. It's a lot of mainly vendors and, you know, salespeople and things, right. you know, things like that. Uh, you know, it, it, it varies from place to place or whatever, but I'm just worried that once it's kind of gone away, it's out of sight, out of mind. People realize, well, I didn't need that anyways. You know, what, what benefit did I get out of that? And I, and I just believe wholeheartedly because I'm one of those people that believe that being around your peers, networking, uh, understanding that you, you can learn from other people based on what they've got going on, that it's essential to be involved with just listening to someone talk about a specific topic or, or talking about whatever the case might be, but having those meetings and being important to the health of your organization because um, not only is it something beneficial to, to attend and go to, but just the fact of being around people that are like-minded and, right. and have stuff that, are, that you've got going on uh, and I think that if that goes away, that severely hinders our industry. And it's not just Middle Tennessee. It's across the board because I don't know anybody that's doing it. And, and you know, I don't want to go down the political weeds situation, but every state is different. Every state, you know, there's Republican, Democrat. They all think differently, and they all cons- they manage and, and do things differently. And so... You know, we, you know, Tennessee might be able to do something, but another state might not. So you, you got this situation where things are just chaotic. And, right. and I, th- I think for our industry, GS- GCSA is the glue. And they are the ones who sort of kind of control the narrative and sort of control what goes on. But it's bigger than that. It's sports turf. It's landscaping. It's all these different things. And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned about, bouncing back there's a there's a snowball effect it you don't see it coming you don't see it now maybe necessarily but in in a year or two when all this stuff happens and people are sort of checked out i'm i'm worried about that from a from a education from a from a networking standpoint that i don't think people are seeing so this year i will say like The supply chain has been horrible. Yeah. So I deal with a lot of really, really quality vendors. There's not a single one of them that has had issues with, you know, having lapses in their supply chain. Yeah. I mean, it. it and I, I, I don't even want to go down the path of, of, of saying what, but it's materials in general, like every company, chemicals, fertilizers, uh, you know, irrigation, uh, everyone's had issues and, you know, it's not, it's not going to fix itself. It's not going to fix itself overnight. Sure. But, you know, it, it is what it is right now. I think, I think people, you know, keep, keep plugging along, doing the best we can and, um, It's just been a, it's been a jacked up time. Yeah. But I think we all have the opportunity to do like, we're providing a service to people to, for their personal enjoyment, 
it, it's a relatively safe environment. We're we're in the best industry that you could possibly be in. In in my opinion, I wake up every day thinking, man, I'm I, I literally feel like I'm in, I'm being, you know, I'm I'm providing something for these people that they can enjoy. That you know, in this pandemic time, it's safe. But I yep. think that every day, anyways. I mean, we're literally we. I wake up every day. I drive down Gallatin Avenue, take a ride on Old Hickory Boulevard. I come across the bridge, and there's these beautiful smokestacks at Dupont Plant next to my golf course at Old Hickory Country Club. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah. I got my daughter in the back seat. She's two and a half years old. She's fun as hell. And, you know, there's so much to be down on this year. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I'm pissed. Every day out, you wake up pissed, but at For the end what? of the, but at the end what of you the, got to be mad no, about? but nothing. That's the thing. Like yeah. we, we literally like we're in a good industry. We're we're having fun. Yeah, right. You and I, we did work today. Like we we got a lot of, we got a lot of shit. Like I I feel like, I progressed agronomically today because of the conversations we had, playing golf and shooting eighty one strokes. Yeah. All right, but you know we we benefited from it, and there wasn't anything negative. And this year's been crap. Everyone here knows this year's been crap. Yeah. But you know, rounds are up. Hey, people who play golf are typically happy. Everyone, everyone who plays. Out here, they're they're get they're getting their golf in because it's a release for them. So, why am I gonna why am I gonna try to put a negative spin on that? We we've had we're lucky to be employed number one, and we want you know we want to just put out a good product and have let people have fun. Yeah. And most of my clientele is musicians at Old Hickory. It is. It is. I mean, my I, I've got over thirty songwriters at this club. They're currently they're they're all working hard, yep. but they play golf every day. Sure. So they'll they'll songwrite from you know nine to three, and then from three o'clock to dark, they're they're playing golf every day. Yeah. Um. But you know, we're providing them a service too. I'm providing them an outlet to get away and. So as as weird you, you look at it two ways. It's either the worst year ever, or the best year. Is this the best year ever for golf? It 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 might be. Rounds are up across the board. So I think it's debatable. I think I think you can you can you can surely look at the golf courses. Maybe maybe not the min, uh, the municipalities, the government run golf not, courses. Not all of them. But not all of them, but the ones that are. Um, you know, that have remained open, that have provided a service where, like I said earlier, you know, there's just not a lot that we're allowed for people to do. And maybe someone who's played golf but but gave it up or the family decided, hey, this is something that we can do. You know, Harper Valley Golf Center where I work, where it's a, it's a, a, a opportunity for people to come out and just bang balls and go play nine, you know, go play nine holes. You know, that – 
you know, that place, the, just the level of business that that place has provided or has seen is a, is a really, it's, 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 it's in a bubble a little bit, but it's a pretty good indicator of what's really going on. Right. And there's and a I, demand for and it. There's a lot of demand for it. And, you know, being in this situation where, you know, we're in this pandemic and we all have our varying, um, beliefs about what's going on you know we all have our deciding factors about you know how things are really are you know i just had a it slapped me in the face today finding out that you know someone i'm very close to has it you know so that wasn't fun but at the the end of the day um you know up until now i didn't know anybody that had it so that being said i'm like you know, where are we? What are we doing? What are we trying to provide? And, and, and are we doing the things necessary to give people an opportunity to get out, enjoy nature, be with their family, be with their friends, and do things that are fun but in a safe way? And I think not only as superintendents, but golf provides that opportunity where a lot of other industries don't, you know. We, we owe it to our members to, to provide that service, but we, we, you owe it. You're in one of the few select industries where you owe it to your employees to do whatever you can possibly to provide a work environment where they can keep getting paid. Yeah. And hey, listen, shut down. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious because I've asked this a couple of times. I'm curious at what point did you say, Okay, let's pump the brakes and talk about this with the employees because you guys are departments, I would assume, or did you have like a, a club-wide deal or did you sit without, down with your guys and say, here's what's going on, here's what we need to do, here's what we are going to do, but we're going to keep rolling. I'm curious about yeah. how y'all guys handle it. Day, day one of, uh, I think, Mayor Cooper shut down like sometime middle of March. Yeah. I came in, had a meeting with the guys – uh, you know, I ordered like 30 neck gaiters off Amazon and, you know, get everyone masks and stuff like that. But, you know, we tried to keep, hey, come in here, you touch the fridge, you wash your hands. You you touch the sink, you wash your hands. You yeah. go to the bathroom, you touch the doorknob, you wash your hands. You, you know, I scheduled half the guys at lunch, you know, 11 o'clock to 1130 and then the other half from 1130 to, to 12. You know, to try to keep, you know, four to five guys in our big break room. Uh, so, yeah, there are things like we – hey, we played by the rules out here. And that sure. that's fine, and and it, it's all well and good. Um, Get closer to that mic, buddy. But, it, you know, at the same time – There you are. Oh, there, there it goes. Uh, you know, it, it was fine. And, hey, I have I have a very unique crew. Um, I had six guys, four of which work for Jason's Deli as their second job. So they work in a pay period. It's 80 hours for me. And they worked, they work close to 80 hours at Jason's Deli too, which means they're working for me from 6 a.m. to 2.30. And then they're going to Jason's Deli and working four o'clock to, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night and then coming back. So they all got let go. All right. Then I had two other guys working at a hotel cleaning. Yeah. 
and close to an 80 hour job and then they got let go of that job so like what i say golf is so important because we were able to provide okay not only the service to the members but like i'm providing a livelihood for my employees they they got let go you know okay they're non-essential okay so jason's deli's closed and the hotel they didn't close but no one was getting hotel rooms in March and April, if you don't remember. Yeah, it was like, sure. man, if you don't spray your groceries down, you're probably going to get sick and die. <laughs> and and it, it it is funny. It's not funny. Like, it, it's sort of funny a little bit. But it, it's a, you know, it's well, a real thing. Well, if you don't thing. laugh at all this, it's at some point. Right, but at, at the same time, hey, there was one day I went out. I went and bought 16 bottles of microban which is like a sanitizing spray and about 30 pounds of chicken thighs thinking like, oh, I'm going to take care of my family for the next 20 years. Well, <laughs> 30 pounds of chicken thighs will last you about. But, hey, every all of us did it. And if every, anyone says they didn't, I'm, I'm going to call them a liar because mm. we all, at, at one point, you, you buy into whatever you're watching or – and 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 that's fine and and I hope we all look back at this and say we could have done better or we could have done something different but there was fear at some point I don't care what side you're on at some point you felt genuine fear and one day I went out and I I legitimately had fear that I needed to do this to provide for my family for the next three to four weeks. I don't know. It was, it was a weird, it was a weird shopping experience. I, I was, I was anxious. I was scared. I was, it was just, it was freaking weird, man. Did you feel, uh, a little overwhelmed by the information you were getting fed or, or where you were getting your information or did you just genuinely feel like a level of, or situation of uncertainty? I think it was more just the uncertainty. Yeah. Uh, I've not really felt good about any of my, you know, news sources where I've actually gotten any information. Yeah. Because I don't think... Well, it's hard to know what you're actually getting. Yes. I mean, and and everybody, you know... Except if you listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the podcast is great. This It's awesome. <laughs> so, no, it just... Yeah, it's 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 been a jack up here, but but there I've I've gotten caught up in it. I mean, I I I would challenge anybody to say, hey, I've not gotten caught up. I've not felt like, hey, my whole family's in danger. I've got to do what's best for my family, and it, it's only happened one time. But but you know what? That one day I went out and I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna get all these these. They're saying, hey, don't. Make a run on the stores. Well, yeah. what did I do that day? I'm like, well, hell, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get everything I can for my family. Sure. Which we'd have run out four months ago, but <laughs> but it's uh, it's been good. Um. Well, I would certainly say that these times have been challenging. It's been. Rather interesting. I, I hate it for a lot of the businesses. You know, let's just talk about one that's close to home to you. You're surrounded by a lot of musicians. They don't get to tour. 
They don't get to do a lot of... It's devastating. It's devastating to them. I mean, we're in Music City. You know, just think about that guy who's a drummer, a guitar player, who plays six nights a week, you know, downtown at a bar. For and, $300 a gig. Yeah. Like, and, these people aren't making millions of dollars. Yeah, but that's their livelihood. You know, hoping for that chance If, if to you're play. not the lead in that band, yeah. you're not making that money that everyone thinks they're making. Right. And so, I've, you know, that's just one example of, you know, we're sitting here looking at ourselves going, you know, we're pretty fortunate, but there's yeah, still people. Yeah, we great industry. You know, there's still people that, you know, restaurant businesses, um, you know, just a lot of different opportunities that are, are, are you know, people that are suffering and it's been a, it's been a, like you said, it's been a weird year. It's been tough. It's been, it's been a challenge, but hopefully we're on the back end of it. You know, I, I, I don't know. I've never seen anything like it in my lifetime. Uh, 47 years is a short time to, to see a lot, but I think there's some foolery with it. I also think there's some stuff that you got to take seriously. Yep. And, and yeah, it's serious. you know, and that hits home when it comes, becomes very close to you. But at the same time, it's like, you know, people got to get on with their lives. I, I People I think, have to work and I people think, have to make money. I think that's the part of it that I have the hardest time with is, is that you should let people make that choice and not be, it's like we talked about on the golf course about how, that opportunity to do whatever you want to do shouldn't be in someone else's hands. It oh. should be in your, you know, your hands. And I believe that wholeheartedly that, you know, yeah, there's risk in everything. There's risk in jumping in your car and driving down the street. There's risk in going outside in a thunderstorm. Right. There's all these kind of risks. But you weigh the you weigh the consequences and you do them. And at some point you got to look at the numbers, the facts, the data and say, okay, we got to we got to look at it for what it is and say, let's get back to normal. Right. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where I fall on it. Well, golf is the, what we provide to our members and our guests and whatnot is we provide normalcy because them coming out and playing our product, our golf courses, our country clubs, our, yeah. they're, they're, they're having a sense of normalcy by being able to do that. Yeah. And that's typically these people's like getaway. And so it, yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it's great. <laughs> you want to talk some agronomics? Yeah, sure. Hey, before we get into agronomics, I, I want to give a, a shout out to uh, University of Tennessee. I really do. I, I, All right, go ahead. Uh, John Sorokin, Jim Brosnan, Brandon Horvath, all the guys here, you know, Alan Wyndham. Um, man, they do they do so much for all of us. They 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 put on some really. There's Turf Tuesdays. Have I you been checking that out? Turf Tuesdays is really cool. Yeah. So if anyone has some time, go go check it out. You know, Tom Samples. I mean, I I could go on and on. Um, they're such a they're such a good group of guys. They literally they they do everything for us as turf professionals yeah. in this region, and we don't give them enough credit. We don't give them enough praise, and 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 quite frankly, we just need to do better and 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 get them what they need to to keep making us better. Because I'm I'm 
you know, you and I as professionals, we we're as good as we are, but I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on them all the time. Yeah. And so I'm you know, I'm I'm pumped up. Uh been talking with, with Jim Brosnan and Brandon Horvath about the Zoysia Greens and stuff and, and I'm super excited. But but hey, they all do you know, Mr. Hale, I mean he they're all fantastic professors and and uh I really I really am proud to be Do you go to the field days at all? I, I go to about every other one. Yeah. I, I've and shamefully so. I've 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 not been this past year, but I was the year before, so yeah. I've I've had doing this podcast and being involved in some of the things I've been able to do. Um, I will say this, that UT has been ultra supportive in what I've been doing, especially Dr. Brosnan, but Brandon Horvath, Dr. Horvath, Dr. Sorokin, uh, been wanting to get Dr. Samples on. Um, but we have, as, you know, if, if you were looking at the situation as, you know, UT, Turfgrass, you know, their program, I don't know if it's, a 100% turf grass program or not. But um, if you're looking at it as, as something that's highly rated, it's as highly rated as it they can get. They do it better they, than anyone else in the country. It is. And it, I'll 100% back that. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean that's a bold statement, but I don't know if I would disagree with it. I don't know any other ones, but I've... I, but, I know Clemson and Auburn and Mississippi. Hey, they're all great. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say... University of Tennessee has the best program in the country, yeah. and that's that's bold and and maybe abrasive, but I believe it, and and they're they're the best. Our yeah. our professors that we have back in you and I on a daily basis, dude. Whenever I have a problem, like I call any of these guys, you know, they're all a phone call away, and when we talk, and we'll talk for hours, yeah. And then they'll come make a site visit, and then we'll talk for hours there. And it's not it's not costing me anything. All it's doing is making me better. It's making my country club better. Yeah. It's making me and you better. It's making us smarter, hopefully. Yeah. Well that's <laughs> De- that's a given. Debatable. Well, I mean, those guys I mean, every time I talk to one of them, I learn something. I, every time I talk to, you know, the guys about just anything, I I I, I take away so much more knowledge from yeah. what you know, what I'm trying to learn and what I'm trying to do and you know, not only are they there to benefit us, but we're also there to benefit them because they got to learn from as much from us as as right. we need to learn from them. It's it, it's kind of a very synergistic relationship. What's funny to me is like I'm really impressed with the grad students that all of the professors there have, and so they're teaching grad students, but they're also teaching us on a daily basis. Yeah. And then we're learning stuff from those grad students based on like trials and stuff that they're doing. They're they're growing different grasses. They're trying different chemicals and whatnot. But yeah. then on the other end, you know, they're also teaching us. So I just I just think they handle themselves in a, a really unique way where they're benefiting okay, they're teaching students they're getting paid to teach the students, but I feel like I'm getting benefited more than anybody and I'm not enrolled at the University of Tennessee. Yeah. So I 
I love. Uh, I mean, I'm all in on UT, man. Well, that's good. Because, and it's uh, I'm you not need even. To be. I mean, not everybody supports them, or not everybody sees the benefit. Yeah. And and the the word needs to get out. Those, um, I think it's what uh, the first Tuesday of every month. I, Isn't it the first Tuesday? I've listened to two of them. I don't know I, exactly. I, I, don't quote me on this, but I think it's the first Tuesday of every month. They do a turf Tuesday. It's um, it's it's a series they're doing in lieu of some of the the meetings and some of the things they're doing. Yeah, you can get pesticide yeah, points. Pesticide, so pesticide points. It's very. Um, and I've done very the last beneficial. two. It was great. Yep. Yep. It was great. Yeah, I mean, I think you can follow any of those guys and find all that information online, but. Um, you know that they're they're doing everything they possibly can to get the word out about what we're doing. Did you do the POA survey? I'm gonna call you out right now if you didn't do it. Uh, yeah, I started it. No, I didn't. So <laughs> you didn't finish it. Is I mean, do I still have time to finish it? Yeah, I think so. Okay, do I'll, the POA survey. I'll dude. I'll go home. It takes you about thirty minutes. That's fine. Yeah, do it. I mean, you, you, know. you want to like put some money on it. No, I'm just going to tell you to do it. I'm okay. just going to trust that you're going to do it. All right. I'll yeah. do it tonight. So, Zoysia Greens, what's your thoughts on it? Uh, I'm intrigued on Zoysia. I like the, you know, being able to keep keep an edge on those greens chemically. Um, the cold tolerance factor, from what from what I see, um, I'm really intrigued. I know they've got some good trials at the University of Tennessee, but the prism zoysia, seems like you can go to all the way to you know 10 to 15 degrees before you really want to like necessitate covering now i would never discourage anyone covering if it's cold hey cold is cold like if 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 you're worried about screen, spring green up let's go ahead and cover those greens but uh i think it gives you some flexibility uh, I think there's some questions with zoysia. I know there's some questions with like, you know, the rollout of the golf ball, and you know, it it does stand up straighter, I believe, than Bermuda grass, and the, just the overall growth habit. But I I really feel like we've got such a good group of turf professionals. We got a good group of, you know, guys at UT. We got good sales reps. We got. I really feel there's a there's a place for zoysia in our market, and I, hey, I've got many verde Bermuda grass. Like, yeah, it's contaminated. Like, I'll get out, but at the same time, it rolls pretty good on a daily basis. Well, I think with zoysia, you know, it, it could possibly be the wave of the future in Middle Tennessee in the transition zone, and you know, we can find a way to make that grass you know roll 10 11 12 okay let's you know member guest comes along let's let's make that zoysia roll 13 that day has it been done a lot no i don't think so i've i've heard a lot of you know you know varying views on on the zoysia grass but i i think that if enough of us play around with it and maybe i think it maybe has a place here in nashville tennessee and i think I think we need to to explore it. I think we need to embrace it, and it's just something I really, I really want to do here in the next year. Yeah, and you know, hope I I I don't really have a dog in the race. I just want to put the best product down that I can for my members. So, well, let me ask you: if it's me, just trying it, yeah, it's. Let me ask you this and phrase it uh, the question to you this way. 
if you and I were starting a golf course tomorrow and we were we were kicking around the idea of greens and, and we're in the middle Tennessee area, which experiences extreme highs and extreme lows uh, in temperature, where would the conversation stop or start where where would you lead the conversation? Because now you know, all, up until recently, it was bent grass or ultra dwarf. That was it, right? And it's gone back and forth over the years as to what's better. Because some years are better than others from a temperature standpoint. I I have am a firm believer that zoysias entered this race. If I was starting from scratch, or if I was if I was at a club and I was looking at a, a renovation. I cannot rule out zoysia being a viable option. Um, you know, considering all the factors, there's a lot of there's a lot of difference between bent and ultra dwarf and zoysia when it comes to establishment. But what am I trying to accomplish, and what am I trying to get to as a product or cert or a, a quality of product for my clientele, whether that be my members. My, you right. know, my football field, whatever the case might be. So, if if you and I are, are starting a golf course tomorrow, are you even entertaining the idea of putting zoysia greens in? No, hundred um, percent. Based on trials that I have seen, you know, zoysias they're they're running zoysia anywhere from ten to eleven and a half, and then have you, you know, seen the greens at? UT, have you been up there to see them? No, I have not. I've I've been in close they got contact test spots up there. Right, I've been, and then there's a, a course in Knoxville that has them as well. That that apparently is fantastic, yep. and and they're gonna put them in next year. But uh, uh, I would hundred percent listen. Golfers, how many percent of golfers break eighty? Was it five percent, ten percent? Just some just crazy. Well, I mean, the average for I think the average handicap's like eighteen to twenty. Okay, so golfers have no business like. Okay, the greens we played on today were twelve and a half. Way too fast for the average average golfer. Like yeah. they, so Zoysia, as of today, you know they're comfortable at rolling these Zoysia greens at let's say eleven, eleven and a half. Yeah. Well. To me, for the general public, for eighty-five to ninety-five percent of the golfers, that's what they want. They want a smooth, pure, and and the the cold tolerance intrigues me. The upright growth pattern intrigues me. Um, now, there's things that that also like scare me about zoysia, and that and part of that is like, okay, well, am I going to be able to get that upgrade? upright growth pattern to, you know, roll out like it should. And that's a concern with the zoysia. Yep. You know, is it is it going to – is that last six inches of the puck going to roll out or is it going to come to a dead halt? Like, I want my members to feel like their putt is going to roll out to the hole. I don't ever want them to see that ball almost stop and, like – you know how it, a ball will stop, like on slow greens it'll stop? It'll yeah. stop and then come back at you. Yeah, just for a split second, like that's the last thing you want on a putting green. I don't. I don't necessarily think that but you're going to get can, that. We can find a way to fix that. Yeah, in my opinion. And if it 
it's like, okay, well, let's cover the Bermuda greens at 25 degrees. Well, hey, the zoysia may be, you know, 15 degrees. Well, that that's a plus. Yeah. Now, you might still want to cover them just for, like, early spring green up and stuff, but, um, yeah, I'm stoked on zoysia. And, and, hey, I might put that one green in next summer, which yeah. I'm going to do. Sure. And it might it might be a flop. And then people – but at least I didn't put them in – on all 22 greens and people be like, you know, thinking I'm like the, the town, the town dumbass. Well, here, here's, here's my thing is, is that somebody's got to do it. Somebody's willing to, to take the chance. It's just like somebody who's willing to take the chance with champion or mini birdie right. or whatever. And you were that guy 13, 14 years ago. At, well, I it wasn't ultimately my decision, but I came in and I was one of those. That's the, right. You know, I after was, Phil, Phil. Yeah. So, I mean, but I still had one of the very first, you know, set of greens to do. You know, they, they made the decision, they made a choice. And I think somebody has to do that at some point. And, you know, it's, it, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you like this. I mean, when you see an opportunity to do it and you see that that might be the best option for your situation, what we don't have is the ability to take someone or show someone that op- that the way it's managed or the way it needs to be managed relatively close. And that, and most people who want to pull the trigger on that kind of money or, or that decision want to see it. They want to see something that looks like what they're going to get. And that's why we need test greens. That's why we need test plots. That's why we need people willing to, to do it, like UTs, putting in the work. There's a course. I forget the name of the course. It's it's over in East Tennessee. I think, they've, I think they're it's done. It's in Lenore. No, they, they've like only done the putting Something green. Springs or something. Dead Horse. Anyways, there's a course over in East Tennessee that's putting in uh, Prism. I, I just – is it Prism? They have a putting green. It, it's been extremely yeah. successful, um, and they are doing it next summer. Yeah. Well, anyways, there's a course over in East Tennessee that's doing it. A viable option for um, our area is to do zoysia grass greens. It's definitely competitive in the in the uh, the green market for our area for sure. And you know, not to say that you. You, if you have the resources, that bent grass is not the right option. Who knows? I mean, you know, the zoysia to me feels like less mechanical inputs than the Bermuda grass. I just don't think I. I, I will agree with you, and this is the thing that worries me about zoysia: is people are going to try to manage zoysia like they're going to do Bermuda, and and, that, over, and they're going to screw it up, overkill it, right? And that's and they're going to get a bad taste in their mouth because I think. I think it's going to be limited inputs lim- because zoysia reacts totally different. It's just it's not the same. No, it's slower. It's yeah. So you can't me. you can't do it. You can't overly aggressively aerify it. You can't overly aggressively verticut it. These things are going to take time to understand. Um, but even Bermuda's a little finicky when you if you 100%. get too if you get too aggressive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm 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 curious. I, I'm you know you've probably heard me preach about this for a while now. I love the I love the idea. I love the idea from the standpoint of uh, a course that may be looking at a situation where they want to be a outlier, be something a little different. Uh, maybe can't afford a, a cover on that borderline, you know, 
Middle Tennessee days. But you don't want to do it just based on budget. Like, if we're going to go Zoysia, we want to do it because we want it to be the best. Well, and you want to provide a good product for someone. Right. So I don't, I don't want to do it to save money or to be more cold, cold tolerant. Yeah. Like, if any course in, in Tennessee does it, like, they want to do it because they genuinely feel like, hey, this is this is the best we can do for our people. Yeah. yeah. It's different. So that intrigues me is that, like, oh, hey, is this a selling point? You know, do we have something that no one else has? Well, yeah, we got Zoysia grass greens. But if they're not the best greens, like, if the course two miles down the road has – Mini Verde or Tiff Eagle or or Champion and and they're all rolling better than your Zoysia, then yeah. you don't have anything. Well, let's be honest. I mean, you and I have been at some pretty high profile places. Nobody really says anything about your golf course if your greens are good, but if your greens are bad, then everything else is terrible. Oh man, do you, do you play <laughs> Old Hickory? Those bunkers were great. Yeah, uh, they don't say that. Those tee boxes, sure. Oh man, it was uh, the tee boxes were great. No, your if your greens suck, your greens suck. Yeah, but it, that makes everything else amplified. If your if your greens are good, you could if you, you could have crabgrass fairways, and you, they would be like that. Right. You know, everything's fine. Hundred percent. Yeah. I got what? I got nothing. What do you mean you got nothing? I got nothing. Like, you know, you, you said it all right there. I'm just telling you, that's the way it goes. I mean, in our business, that's the mentality. It's like the greens are priority number one. And yeah. and the product that you deliver on the greens mask a lot of what's going on everywhere else. I've been to too many courses. Right. It's like you and I riding around today. Dude, we played your golf course. And you couldn't stop and drive by a piece of trash. I commend you for that because you wanted to pick it up. You wanted to do things. You wanted to make sure your course was clean. Even though you're out there enjoying your uh, your day, you see the little things and the little things that matter. But that's what makes you want to exceed at the highest level on all your turf conditions. Yeah. It's, it, it's a spillover effect. And it's like I told you, those things matter when it comes down to who's good in this business and who's not. It's what you see and do when nobody else is watching. You know what I mean? Well, that's why the zoysia grass appeals to me so much is like, and I, I know a lot of people in the next couple of years, like it, it, it is a thing. The, the zoysia is coming. I, I really believe. And I, I feel like people are going to, they're gonna see what a good product you can put out yep. with the zoysia, and um, I don't know. It's 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 in, it's intriguing to me because we all like to tinker. Like you and I, we tinker with fungicides all the time. We tinker with herbicides all the time. We're on group text constantly. Like, hey man, what are you spraying for Dallas grass this week? What are you spraying for goose grass next week? What do you what are you doing for a fall pre-emerge? You know, what are you doing for a fall preventative spring dead spot app? Uh, It's unbelievable. I mean, I I can't stress enough, and I I love all my friends, but we are in in the best business, and we all bounce ideas off each other. I'm competing with every every single person I ask for advice. I'm probably competing with them for quote-unquote members but we none of us compete yeah. we all loan each other 
you know, crap all the time, equipment, and and if if they're short on money, I mean, we'll we'll loan them fungicides. Well, anything that they need to be successful, airifiers, tractors, greens mowers, yeah. um, we're we're gonna make that happen. And it's like no business in the entire in the entire economy or in the entire world. Like we're we're trying to help every single competitor that's not that's not how america typically works economy wise the turf industry we're you're helping everybody yeah and i'm not i'm never gonna hold back a resource if somebody asks for anything from here and i'm not i'm not the only one that's gonna say this but the next course down the road is gonna say the same thing yeah whatever they need i'm gonna give them sure you know within reason Hey, so and so needs to borrow the air fryer. Hey, you know they're 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 struggling right now. Okay, well, they can have it for three days. Um, Why do you think I started this podcast? I don't know. <laughs> to talk to <laughs> fools like you. I guess. No, no I, honestly, the, that's the whole reason. That's the whole mentality of this business. One, I saw a, I saw a particular need. I saw a particular situation where there our industry needed a voice a platform to 100%. talk to talk about the things that was going on in our industry to to it was an ability to learn to get to know people nobody not everybody knows dan johnson not not everybody knows you know the the people that have been on the the podcast and give them the voice because they're they may not be willing to get in front of a microphone and talk or just look, you know, to say what's going on in their life because we, we've just talked for an hour about just everything that's going on, you know? And so, um, there, there was an opening there for that opportunity. And then, then ultimately it boils down to the fact that I want to help people. I, this business has given me so much. I want to give back. I want to educate people. I want to give yeah. people, I want to give guys like yourself, uh, the uh, things that I've learned, you know, the mistakes I've made, the things that I've done good at, you know, all of that in life and in business and in everything about it, I've wanted to give back in that. And this provided the best opportunity to do that. And I have so many people that I've come in contact with, friends and acquaintances, that it, it was a no-brainer to do that. And just to have people like yourself who have so much knowledge and so much uh, to offer and not only to talk about things that are kind of uncomfortable or maybe difficult or maybe outside the bounds, but also to say, here's what I'm dealing with. And I want to be able to give that to someone or give hope to someone who may be thinking, because there's a lot of people listening to this, believe it or not, I've built a pretty good following. And so, you know, that that's been the best thing that I've been able to do and give back. And I, and, 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 Guys like yourself who've been supportive, and you do that by doing what you just said about supporting the next course down the street, who who doesn't have the resources but maybe needs an air fire, maybe needs a roller, or maybe needs this, and you say, "Come on, man, I'll take care of whatever there, you do." There's a lot of talented guys at whatever level courses, high level, mid level, low level, yep. no money courses. Like, there's a lot of guys that do what you and I do on a day-to-day basis that 
that can quite frankly kick both of our asses that are fantastic at their jobs. Yes. And maybe they're just not on the high end, you know, spectrum. But that doesn't take away like the job they do. Sure. They're I know so many guys that are in industry that that you know are that I learn from every day that are truly you know just quality dudes who who get it and who do a good job. So yeah. I don't know. It's it's uh I can't I can't Every, it's been such a bad year, but every day I wake up and I, I truly am humbled to be like, I do, I have a good job. I I work in an industry which I embrace. I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy the conversations. I enjoy talking with you right now. I enjoy talking with the professors at UT, which I, you know, I talk to. I, you know, I, I'm on a group text with all you guys and and we you know we're talking turf every day like there there's nothing better and no other industry I'd rather be in than yep. what I'm doing right now. Yep. And not everyone can say that. They you know some people have a a job that they go to every day and some people have like something they're passionate they go to every day. For sure. And not everyone gets that. Yeah. And so for that Yes, I am. I'm gonna be cheesy as hell. I'm. I'm thankful for that. Yeah. I'm thankful for us playing eighteen holes and talking about this BS right yeah. now. Well, I mean, you know, one of the one of the things that that's made this a special thing for me was to be able to do things like today. It's to spend time with you, to have lunch, to talk, to uh, play around the golf, to. Um, you know, sit in front of my, a couple of microphones and just chit chat about our industry and our business, not take it too serious, but also try to, you know, offer opinions and things that, that matter, you know, and, and that's, that's what's important. And, you know, it doesn't go unsung that it takes, you know, guys like yourself and, and the ability to support what I'm doing, what you're doing, because we're all in this together, you know. I've been a, I'm, I still am a uh, a longtime superintendent. I love this business, and there's nothing I would rather do. And you know, seeing guys like yourself who provide such a quality product, and all the people that appreciate you, and you know, you, you know, we could talk, we could go on a whole nother tangent about the the big time people that we run into today. I mean, my gosh, I mean, do you just see people who are, you know, have you know, they're just big, big in life. You know, they got things going that we wouldn't even think about doing, you know, and you're around that every day and it, and it humbles you, but it also makes you appreciate what you're doing. And so, you know, I appreciate all the time that, that you've done and, and the friendship that we have. And man, um, you know, I can't, I can't say enough about that. I appreciate it. Well, I've been, I've enjoyed every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, today was a, a great day. We, Man, we we covered a lot of bases, and I don't know. It's just it, it really is. It's uh, it's a special special friendship with a lot of guys yeah. around here in Middle Tennessee. And hell, I'm getting a little emotional, but <laughs> oh Jesus! No, I I I am, man. All all my best friends are are superintendents and 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 the sales reps and 
uh, I mean, it's it's just such a, you know, the professors at UT, and it, it's it's such a it's such a crazy, weird, yeah, group of people. Most of us have, you know, we're type A, OCD, yeah, just you know, same same minded people, and uh, it's been good. It's been it's been a it's been a fun day, man. I've I've yep. enjoyed it so much, and uh, well, these are rare for me because I don't get a full day of just doing golf and playing. And, and I missed that six foot putt to beat you today, yep. but you did. But we tied, and you know, I guess that makes us equals. Well, I, I'll let you. I let I, I, secret be known. I, I'll let you in back in. <laughs> I, I had you by three shots the whole day. But. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we don't do this enough. It, it, it's something we should do. We sh- I've always said that we should get more guys together. Um, it's it like uh, to reiterate what you've been saying. We're, it's hey, a- I want next time we do this. I want. I want five to six guys at the table, and I want to have a round table for sure. I, because I'm, you're doing a hell of a podcast, but but we're doing you're doing one on ones, and we let's do it. You want just like a, a huddle, a, a chatter? Box? I just I just want a chatter. I want I want five six guys. I want just all in. Well, that's interesting that you say that because I've always I've never really asked the question of what what is it from my standpoint that I could do to provide a more um, content for our industry because I try to, you know, I'm, I'm branching out with the turf talk. I'm branching out with doing some of the things I've had my kids on, you know, I, I'm doing, I'm, you know, this pandemics, it hurts a lot of people. It's tough to get guests and things. I've got some really cool people coming up. Um, but I one of the things that I want I'm setting myself up to do is uh, like a roundtable, like just a conversation with a bunch of different people, and it really be specific about what we're talking about and doing. So I'd yeah. love to do that. No, it'd be fantastic, man. A lot of people appreciate what you do, BJ, and I. I tell you what, I had a great time today. I I love you as a human, and <laughs> you're one of my best friends, and I I do appreciate you, and everyone who knows me knows I get you know, emotional and stuff, but you, you're, uh, you, you've always been good to me. I've been here eight and a half years. I've known you eight. You've been, uh, well, been solid since day one. And, and I, Hey, I appreciate not just what you do for me, but I appreciate this podcast. I appreciate, I just appreciate what you do for the industry. And I appreciate you putting your heart and soul, like on the line. Like, I mean, it, it's out there. People can see it. Like not everyone has, not everyone has the cojones to, to do what you do. And, and, you know, friend to friend, man to man, I do appreciate that. I appreciate it. So, uh, keep, keep doing it. I'm going to keep supporting you and I'd love to, you know, get more people involved. Honestly, just the, the turf industry here in middle Tennessee, like, I just I want all I want to I want to kick butt, but I want all my friends to to do the same. Uh, I want University of Tennessee to to kill it, you know. I want all my friends that you know products day in day out to be to be perfect. Like yeah. I'm not rooting against anybody. I want everyone to do good, and what what you're trying to do and what you are doing is just just bringing light to all of that. So. 
yeah, I've got 100% respect and, and just want to keep keep pushing forward. And, you know, it. It it's fun. Yeah. I mean, this, this is different. I'm, this is the third or fourth time in my life I've been in front of a microphone, but... <laughs> It's not all that bad. No. Well, uh, before before we uh, wrap it up, dude, man, let's talk. Uh, how's the family doing? How's everything? You you, uh, you mentioned uh, Evelyn. Is that right? My daughter is uh, yep. two and a half years old. Yep. And how's everything uh, going? Being a dad, so, so fantastic. Yep. And I I we had a gen- gender reveal party and. There was some pink confetti come out of the balloon, and and I saw that it was a girl, and I was like, and and my heart turned. Hey, I would take, I would take ten more daughters. As cool as my daughter's been, listen, every every everybody's like, oh, I got to carry on the family name, whatever. But as cool as my daughter has been, I've enjoyed. I can't. I just. Every single minute. I mean, she's she's unbelievable. It it, it just makes you want to have it makes you want to have ten daughters. As cool as my my one daughter has been, and I'm I'm so grateful for. Her. And um, I don't know. She it's it's crazy. Like they'll go from saying yes and no to one sentence to yep. two sentences to paragraphs to. You know they have their own personalities and stuff, but no, I, I life life is life is good. I got a good group of friends. Most of my guys are in the turf business. Yep. Uh, can't say enough about the good time that you and I had today. And um, what was the best shot you seen today? Uh, I don't know. Any one of my eighty-one strokes. It it was it was beautiful. <laughs> the last putt going in the hole, so it's done. <laughs> No, we uh, it was fun. I'll, I'll tell you this, man. I, as a father of three, two girls and a boy, there I love my son. I love my son to <laughs> death. Um, but man, there's something about there's something about girls. I mean, I know you're not probably done with having children. You're still young. You and Laura have an amazing life and and all, everything going on. But uh, man, raising daughters. There ain't nothing like it, and no, and, I, and I'll say this: I took a for the first time, and I and and, and shamelessly, I've been through a lot of sh- shit in my life. I mean, I'll just be a minute. I mean, I ain't been the best dad. I ain't been the best of a lot of things. But I took my girls on a trip, and we spent like three or four days together. And dude, that was long overdue. Right. And you you and you know, even though they're old and they're young women, and they can make their own decisions. Um, just being with them and being and being a part of their life and and having some influence on them and trying to talk to them about things that you know I wish that people would have told me when I was their age right was huge and I and I can't say enough about how that trip changed me in a lot of ways you know what I mean and so I, I'll just tell you this don't ever miss those opportunities no. to just talk to your daughter about it because they grow up just like that, dude. Yeah. You know? She, she's coming to work every day with me from like 5.30 to 6.15. So we ride, we take a ride around the whole golf course every morning before I take her to daycare. And yep. 
it's badass, man. It's that's awesome. It's I don't know. It's it getting emotional, but it <laughs> it really is. It's it's fantastic. BJ, I really enjoyed. Well, did I? Um, what did we not talk about that you want to talk about? Anything be, uh, before we go? No, I don't. Keep it PG, dude. Yeah, let's keep it PG. I I kind of wanted to get into like a little politics, a little race, you know, stuff like that. But honestly, we work in such a good industry. Ninety nine percent of the people that we yep. surround ourselves with are really good people. Yep. Whether it's superintendents or sales reps or you know, professors. Um, I wake up every day thinking that lit- literally I have the greatest job in the world. Yeah. And all of us, you know, everyone's always looking to be a little bit better, a little bit better. And, and that just, that's, that looks different for every single person across the board. But at the end of the day, we're, we're literally like growing a plant that can, make people happy that they can hit a golf ball off of. Sure. I mean, it's not that, it's not that freaking hard. So no, it is hard. Like we, yeah, we work hard. Dude, I made it look real hard today, <laughs> but, but we're not, all we're doing is providing like a playing surface for these people to hit a golf ball off of. Yeah. Yes. It does take talent. Yes. It does take dedication and hard work. We want to put out, we want all of our friends to succeed, but we want to be the best. Yeah. So you, Nothing wrong with that. you're you're trying to better your buddy down the road, but at the same time, like if he ever needs anything, like you give him whatever you got because yep. you want him to, you want you don't want him to not do well. You want him to do well or her to do well. So, I don't know. Anyways, today was fun, brother. I love you, BJ. Well, let's wrap it up, man. Uh, dude, I appreciate the hospitality. I appreciate you uh, bringing me out here. Uh, thanks for lunch. Thanks for all the time we had together. Uh, you know, you're uh, always welcome on this podcast to spill your knowledge and uh, and chat with me. I love it. I love the fact that we get to do this. You're a, you're someone I call a, a, a dear friend, and, um, you know, means the world to me that you do this and i appreciate it man so um you know follow him on uh twitter uh everywhere i think you're dan grass super aren't you pretty much i think so yep dan grass super on all platforms uh dan johnson the uh golf course superintendent at old hickory country club we're in uh is this hermitage is this what is this it's old hickory old hickory tennessee and uh man i appreciate it i love you dude uh it's been a lot of fun And uh, we'll do it again uh, soon, man. All right. PJ, thank you so much. Appreciate what you do for us. All right, brother. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, Be sure to rate, share, subscribe, man. If this is the first episode you've ever heard, it's probably uh, not the last one you want to go listen to. Uh, Dan's uh, uh, doing great things here. We're doing a lot of fun things on the podcast. Go check them out. Pretty much available everywhere that you listen to podcasts. I'm BJ Parker. This is Making the Turn. And until next time, I will talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.